like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We've got some great music for you here today for Song of the Soul. Guests connect with us from all over, and today's singer-songwriter hails currently from Hawaii. Keep in mind, folks, that you may know or you may, in fact, be someone who would share a great Song of the Soul. And if so, you can connect with us via the northernspiritradio.org website. You'll find info on today's guest, Arthur Davenport, on the website, plus some fun bonus excerpts that aren't in the broadcast, but that I figure you'll want to check out after hearing the richly diverse styles of music that Arthur does, and the wonderful stories and insights he shares. Right now, Arthur Davenport joins us from Hilo, Hawaii. Arthur, thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you for inviting me to come today, Mark. I'm really grateful to be here. I was wondering how you actually connected up with Northern Spirit Radio. I have an ad in the Friends Journal, a little postage stamp ad. And every month, the copy that I get arrives, I gobble it down, voraciously read every page out of great interest about how the Quakers are doing and what inspiration they have to offer. And there, not far from my ad, I found the Northern Spirit Radio ad, which was displayed in the Friends Journal, and I would encourage all listeners to please support the Friends Journal, as well as Northern Spirit Radio, with your contributions and subscriptions, and perhaps if need be, place an ad there so we can know who each other is in our community. And I would mention, since you're in the western side of the United States, there's also the Western Friend which is a great publication. And I don't know if you're connected with that or you have an ad in there, but maybe that's another opportunity for you. It was an oversight on my part. Yes, I enjoy that magazine as well. It really helps to connect with Quakers for Quakers who live in rural areas like we do. Well, both Friends Journal and Western Friend do some great publications. And so just follow links. I've got them on Northern Spirit Radio. And just great reading for anybody. You don't have to be Quaker. Of course, Quaker is, we're really a motley crew. <laughs> Eclectic. Eclectic. Okay, yeah. That, is that sound better than motley crew? Well, it, we got motley crews too. They got the bad Quakers page at Facebook, which is interesting, you know, which means sort of like, you know, non-conforming. One thing I like about Quakers is I'm a Leo and trying to get Quakers to come of a single mind is much like herding cats. 
Yes, of course, you're way across, you're halfway across the world from me uh, over in Hawaii. How long have you been there? 14 years. And what took you to Hawaii? A job offering that my wife got. We had a bet before that while we were living in New Mexico that we had aspired to move to Hawaii for a long time. We'd been here visiting before and we had friends that were living here. And so we got a chance to see what it was like to be out of the tourist circuit and what the day-to-day life was like. And it was, it seemed very inviting, especially because I'm a farmer and agriculturalist. And the idea of having a 12th month season was really appealing to me. After leaving New Mexico, where it rained 8 to 12 inches, and it was difficult to farm there. So I, we thought, oh, okay, whoever can get a job in Hawaii, a steady job, something not making puka shell necklaces for the tourists, but a, a decent job. Whoever could land that opportunity, then the other one in the partnership would cook and clean and shop and, and do whatever, just so we could make a living in Hawaii. We both had jobs in New Mexico. It turns out that Marisa got a good job offer 14 years ago, and we came here on that job offer and have been blessed with having a child after our arrival. So not only was Hawaii inviting, it was rewarding too. You've got a few recordings out there at least. I know of three. Are there more? I have two CDs that I released in a good faith effort to do business and uh, establish an LLC as an indie record label, Good Read Music. The first album came out, I believe, in 2002, and the second one, 2010. And there's more in the works, but there are two out there at present. Reality Bends, an unplugged singer-songwriter album, then a more commercial release, Whispering to the Wind, in 2010, which is me all dolled up with bells and whistles and a hairdo with a band. There's several more albums like that in the works. That's why I'm so grateful for you to have me interview today because it helps to motivate me, encourage me to put more music out there and just focus on trying to write the best songs I can and sing them as pretty as I can. And hopefully it'll be something that's rewarding to somebody standing on its own. Well, what I'd like to do is share one of your songs right away. How do you want to start off your song of the soul, Arthur? I'd be grateful if you would play Reality Bends. It was written in Antigua, Guatemala, and Quetzaltenango in 1991 when there, I was there studying Spanish. And there was a civil war going on in Guatemala at the time. Americans were discouraged to travel there then. And while I was there, I met some Mennonite missionaries who hosted me at their farm and helped me to find shelter in that storm. I'll always be grateful to them. And I had a good time at the language school and run by the university students at the University of Quetzaltenango. Very formative time. And that song kind of was my first attempt at a, a, <laughs> an epic piece, if you will. It was soul-searching in earnest, trying to resolve being a Quaker in a land that was in the middle of a civil war. And that poured out as sort of as a prayer, if you will, to the great spirit to give us relief from that suffering. And therein was the song Reality Bends. Reality Bend 
seen while passing by Gazing through eternity And you're wondering if it ends Search and search and Light years later, celestial equator Till the end of time Light years later, coming from behind We end up right where we've been A boulevard of broken dreams A steel blue rainy night Lost cities, wandering souls We got so much to hide Antico lies in ruins now They were swimming against the tide And who would have thought It would have happened I've fallen in Again, oh. falling, falling, the sirens calling. The well is running over with sweet water, so clean and so cold. Falling, falling, bouncing, rolling, sailing, soaring, flying, gliding. Now free. Once chained soul, oh my soul, oh my soul, oh my soul Allah, Mother Nature, Rama, Thor and Zeus Gathered by their crystal pool In the Pleiades The rainbow ends And they're wondering what's wrong in Babylon And then they want to find the truth Once their garden, the cornucopia, it's Plagued by a race not half-grown Fear and greed upon their land Wondering if we're gonna make it It seems we're still so lost Fearing mortality At any cost Oh my, oh, oh my, oh Oh my Lord, oh my, oh Wonder, mystery, elation, the miracle of love, oh my Lord, oh my Lord, oh my Lord. Reality bends, it will meet your eye, a spectrum seen while passing by, gazing through eternity, and you're wondering 
If it ends in you searching, searching When will it end? Searching, searching Who does it end? Searching, searching What does it end? Searching, searching Who does it end? My Soul. Wow. Reality Bends by Arthur Davenport. He's my guest for Song of the Soul today. That is from his recording called Reality Bends. And as he told us just before, to meet the eye. It's It's got some fun in it, Arthur, some whimsical. And what does that song tell me about your spiritual background? I mean, I I get the idea in there somewhere that you've definitely had your connection with introspection, maybe meditation. When you list off the whole group of people, uh, Jesus, Buddha, Thor, and Zeus, all those folks, <laughs> are those folks that have interested you or struck you or you studied? I remember back in, I think it was eighth grade, where I wanted to read up on all of the Norse gods, for instance, learn all those old myths. Oh, I appreciate that. That's a wonderful question. It's funny, since I recorded that song some 15 or more years ago, I've actually changed that passage because I, I've had a, after laying it over for seasoning, I reconsidered the words and I now sing the song, Jesus, Buddha, Rama, Allah, Mother Nature, Love, Joy, and Truth. But in the version that's on that CD, it's written speaking about Zeus and Thor and all those other deities. Now with that footnote first, the answer directly is the reality bends to meet the eye was to me a, a Quaker axiom. One of the first things I learned when I became a convinced friend was that everybody has a unique perspective that should be respected and that everybody sees things a little bit differently. I thought of that as that little phrase, little hook of reality bends to meet the eye to express the Quaker sentiment of everyone's experience is unique and legitimate. And when did you come into the Quaker fold? Where did you connect up? In college at the University of Maryland, I had several friends there who attended Quaker meeting. And yes, I to, uh, when I was young, I was quite high strung and my nervousness caused me problems with me being clumsy and accident prone and stressed out. It's partly, you know, adolescent hormones are raging and, and, you know, it's hard to get away from that. But I wanted to find a way to calm down and stop being so tumultuous within my mind. And my first step was with back in those days, do you remember the old TM, Transcendental Meditation? Sure. Sure, I took the course. There you go. So one day they had a course at the library, and I thought, well, I'll go get my mantra. Well, I right away they say it's a secret. Don't tell anybody, but I've told everybody I ever met, you know, that my Tia mantra. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I think there was three or four, all variations on a the theme. But that helped, and then I noticed that the Quakers made that more relevant in a social context. How can you be within and without 
in a healthy way? And how can you be in a, a spiritual community where people are considerate about their speech and behavior? For I had a lot of remediation to do on those issues. Remediation to do on those issues. That sounds a little portentous or something. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm a repentant Christian. I'm not a guilt trip or a unbalanced repentant Christian, but I think it's very important to take responsibility for your mistakes because you grow and you help others to grow too by being well like that. How did you grow up religiously or spiritually? My mother was a Southern Baptist converted to Episcopalian, and my father was from an Episcopal family in Charleston, South Carolina, and my mother was from Greenville, South Carolina. So that makes me a member of the Southern diaspora. Okay. <laughs> Southern all the way over to Hawaii, where you live now. Well, everybody else in my family talks a little different than I do. <laughs> That's not a bad accent. You can do a pretty decent one. Wow. It's in DNA, Mark. Okay. <laughs> well, it's about time they acquired the taste. Why don't you give us another song? Well, it was nice to get invited to offer songs that reflect what's going on in my soul. Because, gee whiz, nobody ever asked something as <laughs> wonderful as that. It really is. It helps uh, somebody who wants to express themselves to be encouraged that way. And thank you, Mark. You're very welcome. I would like to put out a song off my Whispering to the Wind CD that came out in 2010. The Great Mystery was written in a similar vein to the first song, Reality Bends, in that it was a bit of soul-searching and philosophizing, but I also tried to put in a twist of being maybe a little bit absurd, if you take it that way, or ironic, if you take it that way, in my expression of religious sentiments. But in the end, I'm trying to encourage the listener to believe that all religions come from the same place, all religions that are based on pacifism, that is, and that it really is a mystery. Let's make it okay to not know and to just celebrate that if you have fixed notions about things that are unfathomable, you tend to be prone to contrivance and fantasy, and you might not get the belief rooted in a true collective reality. And that if you give it up to the unknown and say, well, it's a great mystery, let's just leave it at that, it's a way of kind of neutralizing all the different ways of looking at things. I don't mean to sound pious, this wasn't put together as a <laughs> a sermon, but this does represent probably my greatest thrust at doing a, a new age gospel song. With a country twang. It's called The Great Mystery by Arthur Davenport. I don't want to meet him at the crossroads. Oh. I don't want to sell myself for fame. Don't want to hit it big in Vegas I don't want to be on the big screen High on cocaine I don't want to trouble with these things
in the great mystery Whose names are too many to recite Yes, I sin like my homegrown in whiskey I get frisky and go rolling in the hay With my good wife, dear Lord Forgive me, I know I'll pay a price I was born in 1957 Elvis was king Went to school fearing World War III Afraid and I got down I was underneath my desk Oh, send angels to take away All the bad people Turn them into who they ought to be Come on you, it seems to me There's a whole lot more than meets the eye, much more than we can see. Silently the heavens are shining on me, holding the secrets of the great mystery. Talking pretty stories, they vote for me And all the money, it says in God we trust Seems all the trust is filthy lucre Don't you know, because they're drunk on it And for it, they lust, dear Lord And wondering why the poor man likes the dust I don't know Come on, you, it seems to me There's a whole lot more than meets the eye Like the hand of destiny Silently the heavens are shining on me Holding the secrets of the great mystery Come on you, it seems to me There's a whole lot more than meets the eye Much more than we can see Silently the heavens are shining on me No telling the secrets of the great mystery When I meet you on the mountain someday Turn this world's evil to dust and clay They'll say, hey, imagine it used to be that way Dear Lord, they say, imagine it used to be that way Dear Lord, they say, imagine it used to be that way You just got to hear another of the alternate personalities of Arthur Davenport. It's called The Great Mystery, and it's from his recording, Whispering to the Wind. We're going to get to some more of your music right away, Arthur, but first I want to let people know that they're listening to Song of the Soul. It's a Northern Spirit Radio production. I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. We're on the web at northernspiritradio.org with more than 10 and a half years of our programs for free listening and download. 
there's comments and there's information connecting you up to our guests. So when you want to find Arthur Davenport and you don't know how to spell Arthur Davenport, just come by NordenSpiritRadio.org for ArthurDavenport.com. Also on that site, there's a place where you can donate. That's how this full-time work is supported. It's through your generosity. It's not through the government, and it's not through commercial interests. And that means we can provide you alternate music and alternate thought that you don't get elsewhere. And that's why it's so very crucial that you support your local community radio station. They do provide those alternative messages and music that nowhere else are they featured. So with your wallet and with your hands, do start out by supporting your local community radio station. Again, Arthur Davenport here. Who are your particular influences, Arthur? Well, coming from my dad, the first is Burl Ives. That was his favorite. I remember him getting uh, a big red rosy nose like Burl at Christmas time and belting them out. I was always drawn to storytelling folk singers. And from there, it went to the modern folk quartet and, of course, the great Joan Baez, Bob Dylan, and all those people who were just a few years older than me. So they were kind of like the older people I really looked up to. Then, of course, I was caught up in psychedelic rock. So I liked the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. And one of my favorite singers was Joe Cocker because, you know, he could really put emotion into what he was singing. From there, I went into the folk scene in college in the Washington, D.C. area with those influences and started down my winding path of uh, being a singer-songwriter. And an agriculturalist in Washington, D.C. doesn't seem quite right. Well, you got to eat, right? So singer-songwriters, you got (laughs) to have food because you don't make any money as a singer-songwriter anymore. (laughs) Good point. Good. You can have great fun with it and serve well and be well served and help in people finding joy and expression. But hell, it doesn't even pay the gas bill on the get to the gigs anymore. Give us some more of your music so that we get some idea more of these voices coming through you. We'll move to a song that is more recent. Actually, it's my newest one that's in a demo version for an album I hope to put out by the end of the year. And it's actually will be the title. The song will be the uh, title of the album as well. It's called Jonathan Leviathan. It came to me while I was over in Kona watching the whales during the winter when they come here and jump like trout not too far offshore. And it's quite inspiring. Without any contrivance, I do have the impression or the belief that Leviathans are telepathic with one another and perhaps with other people who may be tuned in that way. Now, that's a metaphor in a poem. It's not grounded in being literal or real, but it seems that way. And thusly inspired by the whales who come here every winter to give birth and rest, I wrote this song, Jonathan Leviathan, which is a fantastical tale about a fisherman and a whale and the flights of fancy upon the open sea. Jonathan Leviathan by Arthur Davenport. All along the watery way, so good to find a friend to play and keep the rhythm of the waves as we sail away 
I'm floating in my boat. They call the day he flies through the water beneath the waves, passing the hours that spin by with ballad chanties and lullabies. Just offshore, I found a friend was Jonathan Leviathan. Strange it seemed, though it's true, he came up from the blue. I was out fishing, but not catching when the whale came by. Much to my wonder, he came over. Look me in the eye. It told me without saying we shared a dream last night. Your melody, my harmony, was musical delight. All of this came to me in his language. I don't know. How it was we managed to understand. Without words, it was wonderful and so absurd. I was halfway to seventy, captain of a dinghy. He, a young whale out of academy, he looked at me intuitively, right through me and said his name was Jonathan. Then we played a song. It went. reverberates in my bones. Jonathan Leviathan. Arthur Davenport is sharing it with us today. It's off of a CD that he hasn't released yet, so this is your one opportunity to hear the recording at the moment. But if you do go to his website, arthurdavenport.com, maybe you'll find something linked up there soon. Can we hope?
Yes, it's there for streaming. My website is also my Arthur's podcast, All Arthur, All the Time. And the first song there on the song player at the bottom is Jonathan Leviathan. It's available to everyone for listening to. If you want to download, just contact me. And I'd love to send you a MP3 as a way to get it out there. Yeah, it would be good to get it out to Morris. And that's the song, by the way, that struck me as something close to what Gordon Bach would connect with. Are you connected at all with the sea? I don't think living in New Mexico is really sea territory. Uh, well, the irony is, Mark, is that once you go there, it is very much like the ocean only it all drained away. And that's what's left is these vast basins that used to be underwater. And so you have to imagine that take yourself millions of years in the past. And yeah, New Mexico used to be awash in coral reefs and all the fossils there tell that story. But it was so nice having come up in a Navy family living on the ocean most of my life to get to Hilo, Hawaii, where I live now and be next to the water. Do you go other places just specifically so you can have some variation in your life? At present, no. I am looking forward to when my son goes off and fledges, goes where he pleases in life, then I'm going back on tour. And I really look forward to doing the coffee house circuit, the college circuit, the small community theaters that host musicians like me. And I just have to finish up my responsibilities in parenting first. And when you do, though, however, you're going to lose your tech person, right? I wish you hadn't brought that up. <laughs> Didn't mean to break your heart. <laughs> uh, he is very talented that way. And it, it is a wonderful asset that you have right there in your household. I have to enjoy it while I can, and it is a great reciprocity arrangement for all the diapers. <laughs> Payback. <laughs> all right. Well, we do want to get a couple more songs in, Arthur. So what would you like to share next for Song of the Soul? Next up is uh, probably the song that I wrote that is the most yearning and soul-searching about purely selfish pathos. Another everybody has pathos to deal with, and and this song's about Arthur's pathos, which is related to being a brittle type one diabetic. I was diagnosed with juvenile diabetes when I about the time I turned forty, and the doc, in all his being sanguine and reasonable, said, "Arthur, dry up." You should have got this diabetes when you were sixteen. You got a reprieve. You didn't get it till you're forty. Give thanks. And I, I <laughs> as a big pill, but I swallowed it. And diabetes at first was devastating, but then, uh, and I have to take six to eight shots a day to manage it. I have a type of diabetes that's called brittle or hard to control. It's like trial by fire and it's been good. It's been a blessing from the Lord above because it compelled me to growth that I would have never achieved if I had not had the impetus of managing the disease. Diabetes is a disease that if it's in control, you don't have a disease. Nothing's wrong because your blood sugars are normal. But when diabetes goes out of control and your blood sugars swing very high and very low, then the disease manifests. And because of how brittle my diabetes was, it was a lot of work to figure out how to manage it and keep it in the middle. 
So with that said, the, the song itself is an ode to the teaching of the Buddha and the teaching of the seminal instruction of the Buddha was the great middle way, which scientists call equilibrium. The out of control song is while it is about me and the pathos of my diabetes, it's reminding, I'm reminding myself by singing it and hopefully others that are dealing with what I have to deal with might find inspiration in it too, to keep it in the middle, follow that equilibrium and everything that supports it and you'll be okay. So out of control is about wellness as much as it's languishing and anguishing and lamenting having to cope with adversity it, i hope that the listener will find there's a lot of hopefulness and resolve and determination in the song out of control
there you get to see another face, hear another voice of Arthur Davenport. He mentioned as part of his influence, folks, the Beatles, Rolling Stones, and other folks from that era. And I think uh, some of that heaviest rock got into Out of Control. That's from his recording, Whispering to the Wind which is latest one, although by the time this gets out, who knows, maybe you'll have your next CD ready, right, Arthur? <laughs> Thank you for the inspirational motivation. One of my father's adages was, procrastination is my sin. It brings me grief and sorrow. I think I will stop doing it. In fact, I'll stop tomorrow. <laughs> and that's what I'm working on to try to get my next CD out. Well, I hope this does help you along the way. I did notice influences of several people. I'm just going to make a giant leap here and say that you like Neil Young's music. <laughs> oh, yes. he. When I was a young fellow, he was everything I wanted to be in the musician. Well, for good reasons, for very good reasons. I noticed overtones of old man in that song. And there's a song, Cinnamon Girl, who I don't remember who that's by, but I could see a, a lot of collage. It was almost like stepping into a musical diaspora of sorts that was, that was coming through <laughs> your music. <laughs> Thank you. I must give the greatest praise to Jonathan Dodge Mayer, who produced the Whispering to the Wind CD and the Reality Bands CD. We produced Reality Bands together, but... Whispering to the Wind, I gave him the songs and that he loves writing theme songs. He works for Sony as a music manager, and he is called upon to make songs fit into certain contexts where the theme is required. His last hurrah for doing favors for friends and helping people out was to do my Whispering to the Wind CD, and I would be grateful if everyone could know that if you like the band songs that I do, you have to give Jonathan Dodge Mayer and the other players on the CD credit for taking my simple ideas and making them so expressive as they are. And vibrant, yes. So we've got time. One more song. How can we finish it off? Well, I had for the grand finale on my list, my soulful searching song again is on the Whispering to the Wind CD. It is a new age rock song. I was thinking of Ani DeFranco and I was thinking of Pink Floyd. And again, the production of this next song, Little by Little, belongs to Jonathan Dodge Mayer for arranging the song. But I wrote the song specifically for my son when he was born. You know, the only thing singer-songwriters have is the legacy of their work, really, and hope that it might stand when they're gone. Being old and decrepit, being a father, the first child I had at 45, I thought, oh, I got to write this down for the kids so he can have reference about my take on things later. And I wrote little by little as a primer on coexistence.
We are bright and burning stars of light. We are blue, green, dazzling. We are oceans of air and water on a rock, where plants make sugar crystals. With light sent far from a twinkling star, Lord Sun rules our existence. We're playing in the icy wind. We are keepers of our cold. We are dancing sparks above the fire that now. Little bar, 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 little bar
you, Arthur Davenport, for Little by Little. That's from Arthur's recording, Whispering to the Wind. I've got a number of copies of this. He shared them with me. And if you do a donation to the Northern Spirit Radio website, if you give us a donation, I'll put one in the mail to you. And There's a lot more wonderful music on that recording. But little by little, I have the sense, uh, part of what it brought up for me, Arthur, was a couple different occasions where I experienced the one of creation. There are periods, and I do this without drugs because I've never done any drugs, but <laughs> I experienced the unity of a bird and a plant and all of them as brothers and sisters and just family. It, I have some sense of that. Did you actually have that kind of experience, or maybe you do regularly? That's maybe part of being an agriculturalist. <laughs> well, the core of the the idea behind that actually comes from Vedanta and the, the great wisdom, religious and cultural wisdom that comes from India. And there was a great Indian saint I don't want to say their name because I'm not sure, but I remembered the teaching and it was that only the mind divides that which is whole and that we really are all in this together until we merge into forever. And that those sort of sentiments came together in the lyrics for the little by little song. And folks, if you have to look up that quotation about the mind dividing, you can just go to his, on his website, ArthurDavenport.com. Look for Arthurisms, and it's one of those listed underneath there. <laughs> With the caveat that I don't claim to have made any of that stuff up. It's just recycled thoughts that I'm pulling in from the great pool of wisdom that humans share with one another. But there are some real gems on there. A couple of folks that struck me. Religion is theater, a passion play written with divine inspiration. That's a much nicer way of looking at religion than most ways I've heard of. Hospitality is a form of religion. That's what I liked. And people are the cells in the body of humanity. Humanity suffers from an autoimmune disorder, social cancer. When we prey upon each other, how can a body at war with itself survive? Those are just some tidbits. Go there and just have a feast of Arthurisms from his website. Thank you for your affirmation, Mark. That was sweet. And your music is sweet. I love your music. I love the varieties that you do, again. And there's more to be found on Whispering to the Wind, or if you're fortunate enough, folks, to get a hold of Reality Bends, or the new one that's going to come out because he spurred into action by this interview. Altogether, there's some great things ahead if you connect with Arthur Davenport. And again, the link's on northernspiritradio.org. I've really enjoyed this tremendously, Arthur. Thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark Helps Me. It's been a pleasure and a privilege that I labor in utter obscurity. Happily so, happily so. But today is a day to help bring me out of my shell, and I'm grateful for your helping people to share my music. Thank you so much you do with Northern Spirit Radio. And I also want to remind you folks that my appreciation also goes out to Andrew Jansen for production help with today's program. We'll see you next week for a Song of the Soul. Aloha.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy That in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song